The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. This election, we have a president who's, well, I'm not being mean, but is senile. That's just true. And I feel mean every time I say that, but it's true. And who is literally losing to a candidate who's been indicted four times on 91 felony counts. Donald Trump has been indicted four times. Now, I think if you look at the counts, and I'm not here to flack for Trump, mixed feelings about Trump, but I'm just being honest. If you uh, spend a day reading it, it's ridiculous. So they've done everything they can by legal means, which are, in fact, extra legal means, if we're being totally honest, completely third world stuff, to take the opponent out of the race, and they're still losing. Well, if my, my Marine carries that, it has a code to blow up the world. That's a, this is not nuclear weapons, is it? All right, okay. <laughs> Okay, Joe Biden was not coherent pretty much all day, dazed and confused, even when reading the giant-sized font on his teleprompter. Take a look for yourself. But but I am friends with your leader, Mr. Moon. I don't, you know, you know, we're 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 good guys. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing vistas is is investing forty million dollars to expand its factory and hire an additional one thousand employees. Solar manufacturer. Ber- Meyer Berger is building a new solar cell factory just down the road in Colorado Springs. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do, we could use it to help millionaires and millions of families afford, instead of millionaires and millions of families afford, a little help for senior care. If, if, it's, if it's a Biden-Trump election, for example? I think... Uh, I would not vote for Biden. You've seen the polls also. Um, uh, your ratings, uh, 38.5 percent, uh, Biden's 40.4 uh, uh, percent, and uh, Trump is higher. Uh, Ron Klain says this, uh, and, and, and you've, you've seen press uh, about yourself over, over the years. He says that he believes that your popularity or uh, unpopularity or whatever rating you want to put it as is a function of sexism and racism. He says that's part of the problem. He says she doesn't get the credit for all that she's done. Do you think that's true? Well, are we talking about the media or people? As it relates to the media, I'm sure some of that is true. They look at Trump as a vampire and they put a stake in his heart, but they're afraid that that stake could come out any time, that he's undying and they're afraid of him. They are terrified of him. You know why they're terrified of him? Because they think he's smarter this time and he has just caused to really get angry because of what they did to him. They can write all of the Atlantic Monthly and they can write all of the New Yorker clever glib little essays about Donald Trump was a threat to democracy or they can write all their little Molly Ball time essays, how clever and brilliant they were with their cabals and their conspiracies to get rid of them. But deep down inside, they know that if the right ever did that to Barack Obama or Joe Biden, 
they could have really made something out of the fact that Barack Obama had a hot mic expose where he told the president of Russia, you tell Vladimir that I will be flexible on missile defense. That's the security of the United States of America if he gives me space in my last election. And Putin did do that. That's an impeachable offense if a phone call to Ukraine is. So they understand that, that the right could have done that to them. And they understand now the right probably will do that to them for their own survival. And they are scared. Everybody thinks that the danger passed. They got what they wanted. No, 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 no. You're never going to see anything like what they're going to do in 2024. We've never had a leading party candidate campaign as it would be autocrat. And that is what Liz Cheney is warning is happening within her party. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. This is not going to be a race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I would bet my beloved fishing camp in Maine that that is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct other possibilities. I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one. By the way, if it's Gavin Newsom, we all should be very, very concerned. That guy's scary. And I mean it. I mean, it's scary. Yeah, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the point is, this is this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is going to be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee. I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's only leadership of the world at stake. The war in 24. This is what uh, Tucker and before him, uh, you heard Victor Davis Hanson there as the voiceover for some of those images. Uh, they're talking about what we wrote back at the start of this year, 2023. This is the Trumpet Magazine, the January issue, ready for war. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. You can get to the live video stream of this show at our very own website, TrumpetDaily.com. You can find it at TheTrumpet.com. They're all uh, tied together. Uh, Also, our Rumble channel. If you go to the Rumble channel, that's Rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. Just make sure that you give us the thumbs up, assuming you have an account over at Rumble. And then if you're there, you can join in on the live chat. You can join in on uh, leaving some comments after the fact as well. All of this to up our rating over at Rumble. You know, that mega montage there at the start of today's show, it gets me pretty excited about the end of the year mega montage. As per tradition, we've had some that have gone on for, what, 45 or 50 minutes. I've been able to uh, go off to the side here for a little nap uh, during the last show of the year. Not sure what day that falls on. Uh, on the December calendar this time around, but we are excited, and uh, I imagine the guys in the control room are a little bit nervous about uh, making sure that they don't disappoint. They always come forward with lots and lots of riveting footage uh, to give you an end-of-the-year sweep of 2023, but this montage, the one that we just started this program with, just to set your mind, not on 2023, but think about 2024. Now, there are differing opinions out there. Joe Rogan, I saw where yesterday he said that, uh, you know, the Democrats, they're they're on to the indictment stage trying to put their opponent in prison. What other cards do they have left to play? And uh, it would be easy to to assume that they've run out of options here. 
but I tend to agree. Well, I, I don't tend to. I think I agree with Victor Davis Hanson and Tucker there. They will do anything. My father has written exactly that. They'll do anything to hold on to power. And what VDH was saying there was that they really do fear retribution. That's why they keep using the word. They know, deep in their heart of hearts, they know that if Republicans anywhere went after Barack Hussein Obama for the statement to Medvedev or anything else that he did that was impeachable, going around Congress, targeting Americans with drones, I mean, you name it, Fast and Furious, all of these scandals, these impeachable scandals. And now, as Victor Davis Hanson says, they're, they're concerned that Republicans may finally have, under Donald Trump's leadership, the courage to actually go after them with impeachments, with indictments even, with investigations. Everything that they did and are doing, weaponizing the Justice, De uh, Justice Department and such, this uh, issues and insights piece, I mentioned it yesterday. It says here, we live in divisive times, it seems, bitter rhetoric and open rage over political events, ideologies, and culture have become common. You see, the war in 2024, it goes on and talks about this polling and how that so many Americans just see this bitter divide. And where are the solutions? What is it that's going to bring America together? Will it even happen? Well, your Bible says it's not going to happen. It's this bitter division that's, uh, that's responsible for the internal sickness that Isaiah 1 speaks of. Die by suicide, as I was saying on yesterday's program. We had an article, this was from two years ago, December of 2021, just speaking of the, the Trumpet magazine. The title, The Fear, They Fear a Donald Trump Comeback. They fear it. Americans are realizing that Joe Biden's regime is illegitimate. His ratings have dropped to a new low. The press have done everything they possibly could to destroy Donald Trump and his supporters, and they have failed. Now they're visibly fearful that their false narratives are being exposed. I mean, this is a Trumpet article from two years ago. <laughs> two years. Tomorrow's news today. Get a subscription. It's free. No cost. No obligation. This, as I say, was the January issue from earlier this year. 1-866-930-3024. says, these analysts and other liberals know that the Biden administration is a disaster. They know it. They, and yet they're doing nothing to change it. Nothing to close the border. To the contrary, I mean, they're spending a half a trillion dollars to assist with the illegal immigration, to, to hand out money to the people of this world. Even as they put Americans behind bars for nothing. The political opposition, my father in this ready for war piece, speaking of the one coming in the spirit of Jeroboam, he says there's no helper, no real power coming to the aid of President Trump and of America. There's no helper there except God except God. None of them have the courage. You know, Tucker in that, uh, that address, that's back from October, by the way, but he emphasized the importance of courage 
again, a point that we've made over and again on this show. Steve Bannon's been making the same point on his show this week. You've got to stand up and be courageous. This is what they fear. Tucker explained that the reason this revolution has happened so fast, they've made so many advances so fast, is because the other side has been completely in the dark, unaware that it's happening. And they're just now finally, I'm talking about the conservative side, they're, they're finally waking up to the fact that we're under attack, just like this book says, and has said for 10 years, this has been in publication, 10 years. And you know, before that, he was right. That's over here on the table as well. I got all of the go-to pieces of literature today. He was right. There's that classic quote from 1956 in there. Herbert Armstrong describing the attack that America was under and what it would lead to ultimately, this communist revolution. Ready for war. There's no helper except God. And so all these attacks, it's like Tucker said, even now four indictments into it and he's gaining in popularity. How do you explain this? Well, he's not getting help from Liz Cheney, but he's getting some help from God. He's a flawed individual. We, we've given you those qualifications or those qualifiers before. He's far from perfect. In fact, you can look at Amos 7 and just see the, the, the oncoming contention between a Jeroboam administration and God's work. Where is this leading? Well, right now, it's, it's certainly leading to war in 24. Political war for sure. I mean, we're already in the midst of that. Ezekiel 4 and 5, I mean, those, those passages contain some pretty serious prophecies, sobering prophecies, terrifying prophecies about the violent division in our nations that's coming as well. It says here, in order to return to power, Mr. Trump is going to have to war. There are very few people warring with him today. But I don't care how much his enemies hate him. Prophecy says Trump will return. That's, that's from last January. And, and think about all the things that people like Scarborough were saying since that issue. Uh, the, he's finished. He's never coming back. Oh, here comes the arrest. Here comes the arraignment. Here comes the indictment. He's surely going go to go to prison for moving boxes. Not, not Joe Biden, but, but Donald Trump. The two-tiered standard of justice, so-called, in the, this nation. Listen, speaking of two standards, listen to Kamala Harris this week, waxing eloquent about the big lie, election interference, election fraud. This is clip six. Russia interfered in the 2016 election, targeting specific groups of Americans with dis and misinformation, with an intention to undermine the American people's confidence in our institutions. The, the lack of self-awareness in these people, to, targeting Americans with misinformation. We could just pick one example from 2020. The deep state's cover-up of the Hunter Biden laptop and 51 intel agents that signed on in a, in a document saying, yeah, this is Russian disinformation, and it wasn't. So that's not Russia just pummeling the United States with disinformation to try to win an election, which, by the way, didn't even happen. 
That's your deep state. That's Americans. Those are weaponized agencies in America spreading disinformation in order to cover up the contents of the laptop so that Joe Biden could win. And it was just one of the ways that they cheated. And most Americans see this, obviously. But they still, they still have the audacity to get up and talk about 2016. People are in jail for what they believe about 2020 because, because of these communist thugs. This is the way communism works. Look around. Look, in, look around the world today. Happens the same way. Every place you see the revolution, it always leads back to, or it always results in, all-out war. War. They, they want to put their opposition behind bars. That's what they're trying to do with Donald Trump. And like Victor Davis Hanson says, they fear if the, if the tables turn, Trump returns to power, cleans house at the DOJ and the FBI, they have good reason to be a little bit worried about retribution. Victor Davis Hanson, speaking of him, he tweeted out yesterday, once more it gets even creepier how the project, projectionist left is daily still shrieking about impending Trump revenge and rage or about Trump's purported enemies list to come or about his planned weaponization of the bureaucracies. The fear is in direct proportion to Biden cognitive, Biden's cognitive decline, sinking polls, and walls are closing in family corruption. He says, should we laugh or cry about the transparent hypocrisy <laughs> they're just afraid that Trump might do to them what they're doing to Trump and his supporters. It says, after all, who tried to wreck the administration with a 22-month-long Russian collusion fraud, suppressed a laptop with the lie it was Russian disinformation, or impeached a president for a phone call correctly identifying the Biden family's uh, operation in Ukraine as utterly corrupt and at the expense of U.S. interests? He got impeached for that. Do we recall that the Obama-Biden nexus from 2009 to 17 and from 2021 until now cemented the reputation of FBI as a partisan operation, rebooted the Pentagon as an agent of woke change, ferreting out white rage and white privilege, reinvented the DOJ as a Biden family protection service, politicized the CIA, you know, and on and on it goes, the IRS. He says later, does the New York Times or Joe Scarborough or any of these strange pundits raging about Trump rage to come? Remember how the Logan Act farce was used to destroy Mike Flynn, General Michael Flynn? Does anyone, he goes on to say, does anyone remember all of the, the kill Trump chants? They had, they had shows in New York Central Park depicting it, beheading Donald Trump. He says, do we remember Biden's Phantom of the Opera harangue about his ultra-maga and semi-fascist political enemies? Remember all these things? This is the communist left. This is what they're guilty of. This is what they're doing. And they see, they know what they're doing. And they, I mean, they slip into a panic when they think about 
the opposition doing it to them, the tables turning. Ready for war. War in 24. It says here, finally, again, the reason the media and politicians are terrified is that they are convinced Trump would do exactly what they would do in his place and what they would do utterly, suddenly, horrifies them. Listen to Tucker Carlson just going back to that speech he gave. This was at the Intercollegiate Studies Institute uh, back on October 1st, clip two. So I was thinking about what to say, and uh, you know, I could go and do my normal litany of how terrible things are, but that's not necessary in a room like this because everyone already knows. The question is, how did this happen so quickly? And it happened for two reasons, really. One is that only one side in the revolution recognized that it was a revolution. The other side had no idea. One side saw these changes for what they were, which were a revolution. Let's completely change American society from the bottom to the top. Let's eliminate any sense of shared culture or history. Let's atomize the country to the point where there's no viable opposition to what we're doing. And then once we've done that, let's like addle everyone with prescription drugs. Let's encourage them to be unhealthy and unmarried and childless. And then we can kind of do whatever we want. And no one sort of on the other side, which is not just the right, by the way, it's not just the, I think the academic right, which is small and mostly in this room, understood what was going on. But the vast bulk of everyone else, which would include like a lot of Democrats and just like normal people who aren't that interested in revolution or at all interested in revolution, who at best want incremental change, they had no idea what was happening. He said earlier, completely changed American society. That's, uh, that's fundamental transformation. Fundamentally transformed the United States. That's what Barack Hussein Obama has done. And we're, we're now into the, the third and the fourth term even. The third term being the shadow government that he ran right from D.C. The 22-month Russia collusion hoax investigation, all the impeachments, the spying, destroying careers like Mike Flynn, using the Logan Act of all things, impeaching the president twice, once after he was out of office even, and then accusing all of his supporters of being insurrectionists or worse. The first, what did the CNN guy say? This is the first. This is the first election where Donald Trump or any presidential candidate has run as an autocrat. Really, they really do believe this. America has been fundamentally transformed. We had that in the trumpet back in March of 2020. March of 2020. This was before Trump, Donald Trump, even left office. It says here, these people believe the end justifies any means. They will lie, defame, slander, anything that they have to do to get rid of Trump. Anything. <laughs> I mean, one of the worst of the liars in Congress would have to be Adam Schiff. <laughs> so when he comes out, when he comes out praising you, then you know, you know, 
you've gone to the dark side, so to speak. Listen to what Schiff had to say about Liz Cheney. She's got the book coming out. She's uh, exposing Donald Trump for the autocrat that he is. And here's Schiff singing praises to Liz, clip seven. I never thought I would be singing so many praises of a Cheney before, but I came to deeply respect her. Uh, And I think that was very mutual uh, in terms of all of us on the committee. If Adam Schiff deeply respects you, you have lost your mind. That's what's happened to so many of these rhinos, these these never Trumpers. Cheney says if Trump gets in there next year, she's going to switch to the Democrat Party. So she's revealing who and what she is. That's what she was on the Jan 6 committee. Same with Kinzinger. And both of them got voted out. The people see. The people see. They're starting to awaken, as Tucker said. Maybe they didn't see it five, ten years ago. But now they know, hey, we're under attack from within. We're being fundamentally transformed. We're seeing American society completely change right before our eyes. It says here, do we want a constitutional republic? This is my father's article. America has been fundamentally transformed. He says, do we want a constitutional republic? The democratic leftists do not. All these activities that are being exposed show that in many ways, They have already changed this nation from a constitutional republic to a nation governed by by something even worse than communist philosophy. I mean, we're living right now, we're living under an authoritarian regime. And Barack Hussein Obama is the one that's pulling the strings. Just like that uh, cover we played for you earlier this week. It's his fault. He's the one who's orchestrating this. And they fear retribution. They fear. Listen to Ken Paxton. This is, uh, he's commenting here about uh, the, the guy interviewing him. Um, Benny Johnson, I think his name is. He's, he's asking, you know, why, with all these crimes that the Biden people are guilty of, how, why aren't there more state attorneys general going after Biden? Like, for instance, in Florida, where they would have quite a lot to go after. And Paxton, who's the AG in Texas, listen to how he responded to it. Clip 10. I, I'm amazed that there are not pl- attorney generals in state like tech, like like Florida, for example, where the Bidens had multiple ongoing uh, criminal schemes that the, st- the state of Florida doesn't open up a criminal investigation into the Biden family. I think the reason you'll see a lot of attorney generals back off of something like that is they know what happens when you press the envelope and you start investigating investigating people like Joe Biden. They come after you. I'm, an, I'm a perfect example of that. And so mm. I think a lot of other attorney generals said, look, I don't want to deal with that. That's Ken Paxton, the AG, saying that, you know, people don't go after Biden and all those crimes because they know, they know Obama's deep state will come after you if you do. And, and, and speaking of the crimes, listen to Representative Nancy Mace on, uh, I think this was Fox the other day, clip nine. How much mm-hmm. money do you believe the Biden family has pocketed at this point? Oh, well, it's north of 50 million, the amount of money that we're talking about. Maria's eyeballs just about popped out of her head. North of 50 million dollars? We're not even getting into the Clinton cash. 
all the tens of millions that came into the Clinton Foundation over the years, and then who knows what when you get into the Dear Leaders accounts. But that, that's going to be last to be uncovered because, well, he's the Dear Leader. He's the Antiochus. He's the, the angel of light. He's the smooth talker. He's just trying to bring the country together, right? Wrong. Look at the fruits. So you have these AGs that are terrified because of the Antiochus administration that is firmly entrenched in, in power in D.C. Or at the moment, anyway. They're <laughs> terrified at the thought of the tables turning, as I've said. But at the moment... Here you've got AGs right now that won't go after Biden. And meanwhile, this is from, uh, this is from the Federalist on uh, Jack, Jack Smith's special counsel. It says that Smith hunted information on Twitter users who liked or retweeted posts published by former President Donald Trump, according to redacted search warrants and other documents released Monday. When, when Sam saw this story initially, he thought it was a joke. You mean you're actually now going after people that liked a Twitter post from Donald Trump? They just hit like button and then now they're a suspect? Now they're to be investigated? Now you need to comb through their Twitter feed? These people, you see, they don't hesitate to go after their enemies. For far too long, it's been the Republicans that have hesitated, and it's worse than hesitation. They just don't do it. They just let these criminals get away with their criminal conduct. And no wonder it never stops. No wonder they keep on cheating. It says here, according to the heavily redacted document issued, on the, issued to then Twitter in January, the court ordered the social media giant to forfeit a bevy of information regarding Trump's account, including advertising information, including advertising IDs, ad activity, and ad topic preference used to create, log in, and use the account. Wow. You can see why they hate Elon Musk so much. He had some choice words yesterday for advertisers that are fleeing X because of the way he's running the, uh, the show there or because of what he said about the Gaza war, whatever it is. We can't play the clip because there's too much profanity. But they hate him. And they hate Donald Trump. I mean, think about how things have changed. Th this, this movement, the MAGA movement, was virtually blotted out in January of 2021. Trump couldn't get a platform anywhere. He had to go and create Truth Social just to get his own Twitter feed that he, that he could rely upon as, as, as something that would never be blotted out. It's harder to blot it out when you own it. And, and then since that time, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. And now he's out there saying, I'm not voting for Biden. What a change. These are pretty significant and dramatic changes. For all the hatred, the venomous hatred for the bad orange man, it just seems like he's receiving help somewhere from some source where his popularity just continues to rise. Despite all these attacks, these never-ending attacks, it says here, the warrant also demanded, this is Jack Smith, the warrant also demanded information such as Trump's search history, direct messages, and content of all tweets created, drafted, favorited, liked, or retweeted by his accounts 
from October 2020 to January 2021. Listen to this. It gets worse. But it wasn't just Trump's Twitter account that Smith and his cronies were targeting. The special counsel's warrant also sought data on Twitter users who interacted with the former president's account. Like saying, hey, I like that tweet. You like that tweet? Then you might be guilty of a thought crime. Remember, it's not, it's not actual crimes that they're going after. They're going after what might happen. What, they're going after Trump on the basis of what he might do. Smith and his team went even further, seeking to acquire data on Twitter users who engaged with Trump's tweets in the months leading up to January 6, 2021. That right, right there, my friends, is an authoritarian regime. That's how they operate. They know, you see. It says here, look at history. This is my father's article. Here again, if you haven't subscribed to the Trumpet Magazine, the 800 number is one 930 3024 This is from my father's article in March of 2020. America has been fundamentally transformed. My father says, look at history and you see the way the communists work. They tear things down until the chaos is so bad that they get control and then can kill the opposition. They've always done that. The goal is to kill, to squash the opposition. It's like Victor Davis Hanson said recently. They're not interested in a debate. They don't want any back and forth. Maybe this was Tucker in one of the clips I'll play for you in a moment. They don't want any back and forth. They want to crush the opposition. And you see the spirit of that everywhere you look. It says here in the United States has a lot of communists. We've been saying that really for almost a century. Tomorrow's news today. Going back to Herbert Armstrong's writings, for sure, back in the 40s and 50s, he was warning about a communist takeover of the United States. And how did it start slowly, from within? But then you look at these last 15 years, and as Tucker asks, how did, it, how did this happen so fast? War in 24. Donald Trump's going to have to war his way back in. But he's got some help, as my father said in that previous article. It says here, despite all the attacks on Donald Trump, first as candidate and then as president, he seems to continue to come out stronger. And it continues to this day. This was an article in 2020. Remember the point I made earlier this week about just how, how much farther ahead of the field he is this time around, 2023-24, compared to the last time he was running for president or running against Republicans back in 2016. This time he's got, he's got DeSantis. And he's another debate, by the way, that Sam had no idea was happening tonight until just today. That's Ron DeSantis, who's plummeting in the polls, and Gavin Newsom, who's running for who knows what. I mean, Joe Rogan's point is that we're 11 months out now, and if they're going to chuck Biden under the bus, it seems like they better get on that. And there's other scenarios that people are talking about that maybe he'll get right up to the convention and decide to step aside, and then the convention, the Democrats, as they, as they love to do, 
installing their candidate without actually putting it to a vote. It's an authoritarian regime through and through. The only one that's putting this out there to the vote, to the people, fairly, is Donald Trump. And look at what the other side is doing to him or trying to do to him. They'll do anything to hold on to power. But he's far and away ahead this time compared to 2016. And these other wannabes, you know, when they talk, you just, you have to laugh. I guess we're just supposed to to play along. Listen to what Chris Christie had to say uh, in response to Anderson Cooper on CNN. This is clip eight. See, if Ambassador Haley is on the rise and DeSantis is on the decline, all while the former president holds, what does that mean for you? Yeah, I'm on the rise, too, as your poll just showed. Yeah, he's from 2.4% to 2.7%. He's on the rise. Donald Trump is running away with it. They are so far back in the dust of this race. And yet they, they continue they continue on. And, and we're to play along and pretend that, yeah, it's a real tight race. And people actually hate Donald Trump. And he actually would have no chance against Biden. There was a poll just the other day. I think it might have been yesterday, showing that Nikki Haley, she's the new billionaire, the the rhino billionaire donor favorite. Nikki Haley, they had a poll. How would she fare in a straight up race with Joe Biden? She would lose. The only one that would win is Donald John Trump. And that's why that's why they're screaming about retribution about Donald Trump's hit list, who he's going to, about Donald Trump bringing in his own loyal people. Imagine that, a president bringing in people that actually support his agenda. They're in full-fledged panic mode because they know, they, they know they are running out of cards to go back to what Joe Rogan thinks. Well, I'm sure, like Tucker and VDH said, that we're going to be shocked and surprised at some of the twists and turns this next year. War in 24. <laughs> but they, they've certainly played a lot of their cards already. And the more they do it, the stronger Donald Trump gets. It says here, despite all the attacks on Donald Trump, first as candidate, then president, he seems to continue to come out stronger. That's from March of 2020. Why are things going so well for Donald Trump? For one reason, because God is using him to temporarily save the American power. See, God, God knows we are just drenched in sin, and he knows our nations need to be corrected sternly. But he doesn't want, he doesn't want this communist left to just blot out even the name of Israel. And that's what they're, that's what they're endeavoring to do. They're trying to do this. This is why Tucker can get on in a a speech and say, American society has been completely changed. How did it happen so fast? Why were we unaware of this change, this fundamental transformation, for so long? Well, God's aware of it. (laughs) Herbert Armstrong was aware of it. Herbert Armstrong was writing about it, this communist takeover, before anyone else. He was right, Just, just as the brochure says. He was right. Listen to this from Tucker's speech back in October, clip three. This is a revolution. Its aim is to hurt you, 
Yes, that would include physically in the end. Sorry. If someone tells you you're not allowed to speak, if someone tells you your children are not your children, okay, these are not ideological differences. This is not, oh, I prefer, you know, this capital gains rate. These are totalitarian measures that treat you as non-human. Human beings, free citizens, get to say what they think. Slaves must be quiet. That's the distinction. So all this like, oh, it's in the First Amendment. No, no. Yeah, it precedes the First Amendment. As our founding documents make clear, these are natural rights that distinguish the citizen from the slave. The human from the subhuman. We can't consider slaves fully human or we wouldn't enslave them. So anyone treating you as a slave considers you less than human. People don't pause to consider the implications of this. They treat the, the MAGA supporters as slaves, even as they dole out $500 billion to Venezuelans, to Argentinians, to people from Central America, Mexico, the Middle East, Pakistan, all over the world. Just flooding into the United States as many as 20, 29 million illegal immigrants, as I said on yesterday's show. And they're being given free transportation, accommodations, bank cards, <laughs> benefits each month in the way of thousands of dollars. No wonder they're coming into the United States in droves. Fundamental transformation. Let everyone in. And then those who are actual patriots, just lower those, those totalitarian booms on them. Oh yeah, squash them. Crush them. They're neo-fascists. They're Trump supporters. They might have liked one of his tweets. Here's Tucker again from October, clip four. I'm calling for applying natural law to American life. And if you refuse to do that, what happens? Well, we're watching what happens. They become increasingly aggressive. The aims are exactly like the means, totalitarian, period. This is not a debate. They don't want a debate. They've said that explicitly. They don't want a debate. So I really think that we should begin to see this for what it is, which is a very big deal on which all depends, not just our republic, but like your family. They don't want to debate. They just want to put Joe Biden back in the basement and then cheat their way to victory. Squash any dissent along the way. I mean, all these centerpieces to our literature library, America Under Attack, even before that, the United States and Britain in prophecy, he was right. The trumpet subscription, the trumpet issue from January, ready for war. Tomorrow's news today, this last clip from Tucker that we have, is the one where he emphasizes the importance of courage and, uh, and bravery and how that you've got to stand against this authoritarian attack on America's founding institutions. Clip five. Take heart. Take heart. Your bravery is scarier to the other side than any weapon you could marshal. They melt in the face of it. They've only advanced this quickly because they've met no resistance at all. Such a, it's such a smart point to make. They've advanced this far, this fast, 
because no one has resisted them until Donald Trump came along, which is why they say he's Hitler, which is why he has to be indicted, which is why he needs to go to prison for five, six, seven hundred years, which is why he must be destroyed and the people that support him must be destroyed. All dissent must be squashed, as I say. But take heart. Take heart, says Tucker. I mean, these people are putting their hope where you would expect human beings to place their hope when they see there's this communist infiltration, where they see this is, this is obviously a communist takeover. God's people, of course, our hope is in God. That's where we put our faith, our rest in God. You see, just like with that Jeroboam prophecy, Jeroboam has some help. It's not from those around him. It's from a higher power, a much higher power, a source from above. I mentioned uh, America under attack. I might just also refer you to Great Again. Another one that you should add to your library if you haven't already. The 800 number, it's one 930 You can uh, also get to all of our literature at uh, the website, thetrumpet.com. And if you'd like to submit some feedback, you can do it, of course, on the Rumble channel. Go to rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily, and you can leave some comments underneath. Or you can email the show, td at the trumpet.com. Over at Twitter or X, my, uh, my handle is at Stephen Flurry. And I'll just caution you, be careful what you like on Twitter. You never know. You never know if Jack Smith might come beating down your door at 6 a.m. with the CNN helicopter flying from above, catching it all on camera. That's the America. That's Obama's America. That's Barack Hussein Obama's America, an America that is fully and completely divided, as that Issues and Insights piece brought out at the top of the segment. America, the divided, the divided states of America, all that, all of that prophesied, the attack, (laughs) the Jeroboam prophecy, you can get to all of that in your Bible and receive a lot of help and support along the way with the literature that we offer on this show. When we come back, we're going to, in looking at the clock, I think we will conclude today's show by going through some viewer feedback that's come in in recent days. You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We'll be right back. Do you believe the United States of America has been mainly a positive force in the world for most of its history? Do you believe that America was at one time a great nation? The United States of America was founded on many biblical principles that were incorporated into the Constitution. This lent to its success and positive influence in the world. But the America of then is not the America of today. To anyone examining the current state of America, this should be alarming. It has been a great nation in time past and is experiencing a temporary resurgence in these end times, but it will only be exactly that, temporary. Our free booklet, Great Again, will explain America's status. It will prove that God has been intimately involved in the rise and resurgence of America under President Donald Trump. 
It will also explain why God is saving America temporarily, how He was doing it, and what is yet to come in America. There is a spiritual dimension to America's rise and decline as a superpower. This free booklet will explain this dimension and how God will soon make America truly great again. Request your free copy of our book, Great Again, at our website, thetrumpet.com. Welcome back to the show. I should mention uh, the Live from America replay of the Trumpet Daily. That's every evening, every weekday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time here in the United States. And I think it's still 7 p.m. on Friday evening. So we get a nice, strong showing every night after uh, the show has played live on our websites. And, uh, of course, a lot of people watch the show after the fact as well. So lots and lots of ways to, uh, to view the program. But LFA TV over at Rumble, that uh, gives us a replay. They're also very good to us. Uh, if we miss a cycle like we did on the Thanksgiving break, they put one of our shows, I think it was Sam's program, that he did on Thanksgiving Day, where he also ran the replay of my father's classic Key of David program on Thanksgiving. They ran that over the weekend. And for some reason, over the weekend, when uh, our programs are posted on LFA, they draw in, I think, about double the, the, the viewers. So pretty awesome. This uh, email in response to that particular show, thankful for yesterday's TD featuring guest host Sam Livingston, followed by your father's classic Key of David show. Another one says here, wonderful broadcast. I really enjoyed listening to you today. Many thanks. This is from uh, a day or two ago. Another one writes, thank you for your session of truth and light. God is always in control by allowing all of this craziness and deception to eventually come to his wonderful uh, to come to his wonderful kingdom government of love, purity, and excellence. He does, he does expose the evil and the filth. And eventually, as I was saying in class uh, yesterday, uh, eventually everyone on earth, everyone's mind will be open to this truth. Think about a Garden of Eden utopia uh, set up on this earth. Everywhere, all nations submitting to the government of God, the perfect government of God, and obeying the laws of God, the commandments of God. Another one writes here, Wow, what a perfect show today, if I may say. Great variety of topics, from serious to humorous. And you can never go wrong talking about the true gospel. This is from a couple days ago as well. Another one here says, Having Laura Logan on your program was so enlightening and such a treasure trove of information Mr. Flurry did a great job keeping her moving forward on different subjects. It looked like she was only able to scratch the surface of what she's been covering. So I hope she she is able to come back. I also hope this uh, will add to the viewership and the credibility of the show, which is our main goal. I hope this will be a stepping stone to get Tucker Carlson. How about that? If you're listening, Tucker, we are ready. We are ready and able to have uh, an enlightening exchange or discussion. It says here, I'm also hoping for an impact on these people's lives uh, that come here seeing the fruits of God's way of living in action with its positive impact in our lives. Another one here, it says, I listened to your program as I do on a regular basis. Having Laura Logan was a great moment 
after General Flynn and Carrie Lake, she added so much to the history of the last 20 years. Listening to her was gripping. She is knowledgeable, passionate, and she went through, she went through so much herself. I'm old enough to remember most of the events that she mentioned. Halfway through the program, I told myself, I must listen to it again. So all the Friday comments covered. Uh, all the Friday comments, I went through quite a few emails on a Friday show from last week. Uh, they said what I wanted to say, and I can only add my voice and vote with all the positive comments already made. This was one of the most fascinating trumpet programs, and my desire to hear more from her and other great names that defend America in these days of attack. Another one here says, I just want you to know how much I appreciate the show. Jesus said that we must watch, for we know not the day or the hour of his coming. But hearing things, the way you link them to Bible prophecy, is a great help to us and uh, to us that don't have the wisdom in Scripture that you plainly do. And another one here, it says, Great show. Laura Logan really has a great perspective on the goings-on in today's world. Her insights on the fake insurrection and the horrible judges hearing ridiculous cases and handing down even more ridiculous sentences. So we're still getting quite a few positive comments in response to those two interviews that we had uh, last week. We had the, the live interview last Tuesday, a little over a week ago. And then, of course, we had the, uh, the TD Extra that we played on Friday's program last week. So both of those are not very far down on the timeline at the Rumble channel. Just go to rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily and look for the interviews with Laura Logan. If you'd like to submit some feedback, as these people have done, you can uh, send us a note, td at the trumpet.com. That's all we have time for on today's show, unfortunately. The fastest moving hour in broadcasting. You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. Thanks for joining us on today's show, and we will see you tomorrow.